The Productive Woman, Episode 44. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. I am so thankful to you for joining me for this episode. We're going to be talking about change, and uh, you'll find links and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 44. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. So I've been thinking a lot about change lately, and I'll talk a little bit about why. You know, centuries ago, there's a Greek philosopher whose name I can't pronounce who said the only thing that's constant is change. And certainly that's true of our lives as women. We change schools, we change households, perhaps we marry divorce. We have children. Our children grow and leave home, which I think is terribly rude of them. Uh, We change jobs. We change careers. We may move from one house to another, from one town to another, maybe one country to another. There are changes to our culture. The rules change. The laws change. They cancel our favorite TV show or just move it to another night. Certainly our bodies change as we age. The people around us change. Everything changes. Change is constant and it's inevitable. Well, that can make it difficult for some of us. Uh, I'm one of those people. I've never been a big fan of change. I I like things to be predictable. I don't like surprises. I like to know what to expect and what's expected of me. So change makes me feel anxious and off balance, even when it's a good change. Uh, So it's kind of ironic that at this particular stage of my life, I voluntarily made a huge change recently that really just scared the stuffing out of me and, and still does. What I did was I changed law firms. I left the firm that I started with out of law school almost 16 years ago and uh, the firm that I've spent nearly my whole legal career at. This is a place with a strong, cohesive, wonderful group of people who practice the same kind of law as I do. I'm a real estate lawyer. Uh, And people that I've counted on as sources of information and, and, you know, brainstorming and and help in the work that I do. Uh, a, A group of people that I really loved being a part of. But nevertheless, I left that to go to a firm here, still here in Dallas, where I know no one, and I am the only one who does what I do. I'm the only real estate lawyer uh, for this firm in the state, actually. And, you know, I'll say, just as an aside, it wasn't that I was unhappy at the firm that I was at, but I I wasn't looking to make a change, but I was offered an opportunity, and for a number of reasons, uh, after agonizing about it uh, for quite some time, for several weeks, I just felt like I needed to take this opportunity to make this change. 
um, even though it frightened me and it made me sad to leave the people that I'd worked with for so long, it, it, it felt to me that it was the right thing to do. Even so, the change was hard and it's still hard. It's only been, I'm only in my second week at the new firm. And, and so obviously change has really been on my mind a lot. And uh, I thought I'd uh, talk about it a little bit because, you know, we're at the time of year where it's the, the end of the school year here, at least in the United States, coming into summer. Uh, and a lot of changes with our families if our kids are finishing the school year and in some cases, you know, graduating from high school or college or whatever. And uh, that brings its own set of changes. So it's a, it's a season of change uh, to some degree. And uh, given what's been going on in my own life, I, I wondered if maybe uh, it would be worth talking about this a little bit. So what is it that's so scary about change to some of us? And I'm one of those people. You know, I thought about you know, what are the things that scare me about change? Well, it's, it's the riskiness of the unknown. Um, the possibility that uh, things could be worse than they are with the status quo. And I, I think of this kind of in terms of when I used to teach childbirth classes I, and I was a labor assistant working with moms in labor and, and in delivery, and I called it the beached whale syndrome, where a woman you know, might be in a position where she's in labor and it's really uncomfortable where she is and we're trying to get her to move, uh, to change position, to, and and she's resistant to it because there's this sense of, well, this this hurts, but if I move, it might hurt more. And so I don't, I don't want to change anything because I don't, the, the, it's sort of the devil you know as opposed to the devil you don't know. And that's one of the things that I struggle with about change. I get, even if a situation I'm in is maybe not ideal and it has its own, you know, pains, at least I know those pains. I know what to expect and I know how to cope with it. Um, whereas if I make a change, even a change that maybe looks good, what if it turns out to be worse than where I am, you know? Um, maybe you don't go through this, but I certainly do. So the riskiness of the unknown is part of what makes change such a challenge. There's the possibility of failure. If you go from a situation where you um, that's familiar to you and you know how to manage it uh, into something new and different, uh, maybe you won't succeed at it. Maybe it won't go well. Change literally causes us to step outside our comfort zone. And I read one article that defined, you know, the comfort zone as a place of familiarity, of security, of certainty, uh, as uh, that, the, and I quote here, the behavioral space where your activities and behaviors fit a routine and pattern that minimizes stress and risk. And I just thought, boy, that's that's really what it's about. The the known, the status quo is familiar. It feels secure. There's security in that familiarity. And we are able to sort of uh, set up our routines and our behaviors to minimize the stress and the risk. And as human beings, we are... Um, sort of wired to avoid risk and, and to, to seek comfort. But change pushes those boundaries and moves us outside our comfort zone into the unknown. And uh, that's scary. That's hard. 
Well, why is it hard? You know, in in the context of a podcast about productivity for busy women, I can put it in the sense of, um, in the context of it, it it messes up our productivity. Change, uh, and I, boy, I can speak to this from recent current experience as I'm settling in at my new firm, and it's a great firm, and I like the people there. I'm 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 happy with the change, but it's tiring and frustrating. The first week I went home that weekend and I, you know, told Mike, I'm just exhausted. Just the constantly having to be thinking about every little thing, things that I just did on autopilot before, because there are new systems and procedures to get used to. Nothing's where I expect it to be. Nothing works like I expect it to. I'm constantly dealing with the unfamiliar. So everything takes longer and it feels less efficient. Um, And it makes me feel less competent because I can't do the things as quickly and as as automatically because of these changes. Uh, Our our productivity is further affected by just the, the stress and the risk that we're undertaking. So it it affects our it can affect our mindset and our our ability to get things done and it it can mess with our self image change can require us sometimes to redefine our identity um you know if our um when our children grow up and leave us if we've identified ourselves as a mom and now the kids grow up and they leave. And I, I've had that circumstance, you know, and to, said to my husband, you know, if I'm not a mom, what am I? That's what I've been my whole life. My, uh, not that I haven't had any other activities, but so much of my time and attention and energy has been centered around being a mom to my kids. When they grow up and leave, what does that do to me? And, it, you know, it's at the other end of the spectrum, having a baby, for instance. It's a wonderful thing, but it's a change and it causes, it forces us to some extent to redefine who we are. Um, And for me on a professional level, I've spent most of my career at one firm and now I'm at a different firm. And it really is affecting my identity because professionally, I always identified myself by the firm that I was a part of and introduce myself. Hi, I'm Laura McClellan from, you know, the, the name of the firm. And now when I'm calling and I'm leaving a voice message or I'm introducing myself and saying, I'm Laura McClellan from, uh, the name is different. And I'm having to find out what that means. And it's hard. It, it wears me out. It, um, uh, it, it's, it's requiring constant attention and I know it's going to get easier, but that's part of what is so difficult about major changes in our life and the way it impacts our productivity and therefore can impact how we feel about how competent we are and about our identity as, as women, as professionals, as, as whatever we are. So if that's the case, what, what can we do about that? How can we handle it? And I've, again, really been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of weeks as I've been going through this intensive season of change at a, at a stage in my life um, where I sort of thought I was done having change. 
Um, and I'll talk about that again in a minute. But I've had to really focus on, all right, how can I cope with this and not let it uh, completely stress me out and make me anxious all the time? And so there are some things that I've been working on, and I did a little research and just some things that I've thought of that have been helping me through this. And maybe they'll help you if you're dealing with a change, whether it's professionally or personally or, you know, whatever, some things to think about to make that transition time uh, smoother and less stressful. And number one, and we talk about this on and off throughout previous episodes, work hard to maintain a good attitude. Focus on the positive. Look for things to be grateful for and realize that in a relatively short time, even though you're going through all this upheaval at the beginning of this change or this transition time, it, it, it it won't be very long before you'll look back and you'll realize you've adjusted to the new and now it's the familiar. And I've been around the block enough times to know that's true. And I have to keep reminding myself when I'm struggling with some little thing that's thrown me off balance um, and making me feel anxious that, hey, yeah, that's, that's part and parcel of a change like this, but it's going to get better. You've been, I've been through this before, and uh, I know that I will adjust, and it's all good. And so I can purposely look around and think, all right, what do I have to be grateful for? Well, I love the view out my new office window. Um, my new secretary is really, really pleasant and helpful. Uh, the people that I'm working with are great. Uh, you know, there are lots of things to be grateful for, and I try to focus on those things instead of the little annoyances and frustrations that come with this kind of change. Consider the upside of change. There are benefits to us uh, of change. And there's a, an article that I read uh, in Huffington Post, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, called Six Reasons to Step Outside Your Comfort Zone. And that article kind of inspired, it suggested some things that are good about change that we can keep in mind. And um, I thought of some others as well. But uh, first of all, challenging ourselves, stepping outside our comfort zone and taking risks can help us to grow and perform better. We get off of autopilot and we have to really think about what we're doing. And most of us... Uh, when given the opportunity uh, to push ourselves, we'll rise to the occasion. And there's something great about uh, that, very rewarding about that. Trying new things can make us more creative. It forces us to think differently. It, it's, it's an opportunity to rethink your routines and your processes and the way you're doing things and the, the way you've set up your physical space and everything else. I mean, everything from... You know, for me, this move from one off one firm to another forced me to go through my the drawers and cupboards and things and discard a lot of things that I didn't need to be saving and think about what was important to take with me. Similarly, if you're um, at a change in life, whether you're moving or you're, um, you know, changing uh, a changing season of your life, your last kid is leaving to go to college or something like that. It's an opportunity to rethink the way you live and the way you do things. Uh, if, and so take that opportunity. Embracing new challenges can help us age better. And as I sort of referenced 
uh, before, part of the reason I made this change was, for lack of a better term, the opportunity to have a new adventure at a time in my life when I thought adventures were all behind me. I turned 55 earlier this month, and you know, at various times over the last year, I've sort of lamented to my husband that you know, all the, the great milestones of a, of a woman's life are behind me. I've had my children. I've, you know, finished college. I've finished law school. I've, you know, obviously been married. I've gotten married. All the things that, that sort of define a woman's life or the milestones that we work toward or look toward, those are all behind me. And I would say, you know, what do I have to look forward to? I know exactly what my life is going to look like every day for the rest of the foreseeable future. Well, then this opportunity came to me and I realized, hey, here's a chance to change what those, what those days are going to look like. And that's a good thing. It um, has made me up my game a little bit. It's given me uh, some enthusiasm about trying this thing that scares me. The, the new firm has some different expectations of me. Uh, I'm playing a little bit of a different role. And uh, that is that new adventure, that new enthusiasm, that new challenge is a great thing for me as I'm, um, you know, getting, getting up in years a little bit. Uh, and, and that's true for all of us, that taking on new challenges help us uh, stay sharp, stay focused, stay fresh in a way that getting stuck in a rut and and staying with the safe routine just won't do for us. And remember that those changes that challenge us and frighten us and stress us can lead to growth in us in a way that safe and routine simply uh, won't generate. I I read as I was researching for, for this episode a quote that I just loved uh, by author Richard Bach. He said, what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. Uh, You know, we go through this transition time from one phase of our life to the next, and it's excruciating sometimes. And yet what can come out of it, if we can maintain the right attitude and the positivity of it, uh, can be a new and better version of ourselves. So that's one thing to uh, to keep in mind, or a series of things, I guess, in, in terms of, of dealing with the stresses of change, is to work to keep that good attitude, stay positive, and think about the benefits that can come with a change in our life. Um, second of all, be patient with yourself. You know, sometimes you just have to take a breath when you're in the middle of the stressful parts of change and of the transition uh, um, and nothing's going right, and it all feels so hard, just take a breath, take, take a pause. It's going to be okay. Give yourself permission to fail. You know, I, I said earlier that one of the things that's so scary about change is when you're going into the unknown, whether it's an unknown environment or an unknown role or an unknown challenge, there's this very real possibility that you might fail, at least at first. Well, okay. Um, let's then, then take a moment to look at what's the worst case scenario. And probably if you think about it, you realize it really wouldn't be the end of the world. Most failures can be overcome and it's okay because 
People who never try anything new never fail, but they never learn much either, right? At least that's what I'm telling myself. Um, another tip is to take care of your physical well-being. Uh, change, as we've already said, is stressful and it can be exhausting. So make an extra effort in the midst of all the chaos and the stress of it to try to eat well, eat healthily. Try to get some exercise. We've talked in the past about the stress-relieving benefits of exercise, and it also builds confidence, the accomplishment of pushing your body and, and, and getting healthy that way. And certainly try to get enough rest. And that is such a challenge for me when I'm in the midst of change like this because it's real easy for me to lie awake at night and sort of stew about what happened today, what I've got to do tomorrow, what's going to happen, and all of that. But find ways to... Um, to relax in the evening and, and, and try to get as much rest as you need, as, as much as you can. Uh, embrace the new. Don't, uh, when you're in this new situation, don't expect everything to be exactly like it always was. Uh, be willing to embrace a new way of looking at things, a new way of doing things. But at the same time, try to set some things up in a way that's familiar to you. For me, it was um, putting up my family photos in my office, the same ones I'd had in my prior office, uh, getting I, the speakers, I have some external speakers that I hook up to my computer and I play music from an app called Focus at Will that I've talked about in, in prior episodes. Uh, and I've, for months now, I've used that. I listen to that when, you know, when I'm not on a conference call or something, but it, it helps me focus, helps me relax a little bit. Well, I, I made a point of getting my speakers hooked up to this, to the computer pretty early on so I can play that music. And it's a sort of a signal to my psyche, I guess that, okay, there's something familiar here. It's that same music I heard over there. I can listen to here and it kind of helped settle me you know, treat yourself. I bought a couple of new outfits for my, you know, my husband and I joked my first day at the new school. Um, and that was kind of fun to have a couple new things to wear as I go. It helped build confidence because I bought some things that I, that I like the look of. I feel like I look, they look well on me. And that's something I need going into an unfamiliar situation with people I don't know. And you know what? Get some help if you need it. I don't mind saying that during the period of time when I was agonizing about whether to make this change, I had some sessions with a counselor, an objective third party who had no skin in the game, who could listen and help me think through the options as I was making the decision. You know, I talked to my husband about it, of course, and I talked to a couple of friends, but my husband has a vested interest in um, seeing me happy and, 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 um, unstressed. And so he, it, it's personal to him. Whereas a counselor, um, has nothing to gain or lose by whatever the outcome is. And so she could be very objective about it as she listened. And that was really helpful to me. So those are just some things that I've thought of as I've gone through this season of change. And obviously for me, it's about changing, uh, law firms changing a job to some extent, but I think the same things can apply regardless of what kind of change you're facing in your life. And I hope that some of these things will help you. 
but what do you think? How, how do you feel about change? Do you, do you love it? Do you welcome it? Or does it scare you and stress you out? How do you cope with change? Are there tips that I didn't think of, that uh, things that you use to help you through transition times that might be helpful to me or to others? I'd love it if you'd share those um, with me. You can do those in a couple of different ways. You can leave comments at uh, in the sh- in the comment section for the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 44. You also can uh, look for The Productive Woman on Facebook and like the page and, and leave a comment there. I always watch for that and will respond. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com Or you can always leave a voice message by going to theproductivewoman.com and clicking on the voice message button. There's also one of those on the Facebook page. Either way, uh, you can do that right from your computer and it'll send the audio file to me and I'll listen to it and respond. If you enjoy the podcast, as always, I would very much appreciate it if you'd consider rating and reviewing the show in iTunes or Stitcher. Links to subscribe or to rate and review are available in the show notes. Again, that's at theproductivewoman.com slash 44. Or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher. I'd like to give a a shout out and a word of thanks to a couple of people who left some really kind reviews recently. Uh, One of these is another lawyer mom from Canada said, uh, the first productivity podcast I have heard that I can relate to as a working mom. The podcast has advice and encouragement that really works for busy moms who have obstacles to productivity, uh, she says kids, which are never discussed or acknowledged in other productivity podcasts. I appreciate the real-to-my-life perspective. So thank you to uh, the another lawyer mom from Canada. I really appreciate that uh, those kind words, and I'm glad you're finding it helpful. Thank you also to a swirl girl. from she, This is from the United States. She says, I'm a regular listener and subscriber of The Productive Woman, and I enjoy it tremendously. I appreciate Laura's calm, easy conversational style. style. She has a knack for imparting information in a way that also makes you feel like you're sitting down chatting with her in Starbucks, which, uh, that, as an aside, that makes me, makes me happy. So uh, she, you can read the rest of her review by going to theproductivewoman.com's, or the Productive Woman's page in uh, iTunes. And thank you so much, A Swirl Girl, for those kind words. A um, couple more things. Uh, I just wanted to put it out to you that I am available to speak at your event. So if you have a woman's group or maybe a retreat or a business meeting uh, where it would be helpful for somebody to come and talk uh, to the group about productivity-related issues or other things, I'd love to do that. So send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or call me at 972-644-0308, and we can talk about the options. And if you haven't picked up your free copy of my digital toolbox, be sure to check it out on the website. This is, uh, you know, some description of some of the apps and tools and things that I use to stay productive, and it's 
absolutely free. There's a button in the show notes, or you can just jump to theproductivewoman.com slash favorite apps and download that and let me know what you think. Before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, lynda.com, and that's L-Y-N-D-A.com. Lynda.com is the place to go for high quality video tutorials. They have over 3,000 courses and these are taught by industry experts, not just any old Joe or Josephine who wants to sit in front of a camera and they add more every week. The courses cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced and maybe now as the school year's ending and you've got maybe a little extra time over the summer here in the United States, um, this might be a great time to learn a new skill or expand your knowledge in an area you already know a little about. They literally have courses on just about any topic you can think of, including tutorials on public speaking, on time management, on leadership. Uh, They have topic uh, uh, courses on the task management systems we've talked about on The Productive Woman, like OmniFocus and Asana, and uh, on getting set up on your iPhone or, or, you know, those sorts of things. Um, You get access to their entire library of video courses for one low monthly price. So you're not paying for each course you, you watch or listen to, participate in. It's one price for the month. And listeners of The Productive Woman can get a free 10-day trial by going to lynda.com slash tpw for The Productive Woman. Again, that's lynda, L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash tpw. And during that 10-day trial, you get unlimited access to their library. So you can listen to, uh, watch as many of these video tutorials as you want to. So give it a try by going to lynda.com slash tpw and let me know what you think after you've checked them out. And thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting The Productive Woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I want to thank you again for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember... Extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.